Don't Give Up Your Day Job, a local musician's guide by me, Paul Gillings. An educational and sometimes humorous look at what it's like to be part of the local music scene. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Don't Give Up Your Day Job, the local musician's guide. Now, um, I'm always fascinated by... Well, I'm fascinated by any local music scene and all the facets that it has. But one particular one I like is when you stumble across something you weren't really expecting. Like that time when Danny R and I were playing a, a gig for the TUC uh, in a church in the middle of Lowestoft. And uh, we start hearing an incredible, like insanely good jazz guitarist and jazz singer duo, husband and wife duo. And we get talking afterwards and it turns out that the chap was a producer for the BBC, that he's travelled the world playing on cruise ships. Oh, and he drops into the conversation. I used to teach guitar to um, a chap you might have heard of, a little ginger-haired fella from Suffolk. Well, it wasn't me he was talking about. He was talking about Ed Sheeran. I've got Mr Keith Criken in my podcast room. Hello, Keith. Hi, Paul. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming over, mate. How oh, are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, just been on holiday. So uh, <sighs> another cruise, funnily enough, but not working this not time. Not working this time. A holiday <laughs> cruise, not an actual Proper one. Holiday. Oh, that'll explain the tan and why I'm so incredibly yeah. jealous. And some great musicians on the ship. Was there, mate? Were you yes, judging, or were seriously. you like just loving it? I mean, wow, there was a, there was a, a jazz drummer mm. from Chile, the trio from Chile. Right. And that drummer, I oh, just one of the best, one of the best I've ever seen. Really? And Basic you might, you know, I guess you've seen a few, a fair few on your travels. Around yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and music. and going to you know to concerts, but mm. uh, yeah, there's some seriously good musicians out there that you know there really are, yeah. and. Um, and some really nice blokes as well. Yeah, yeah really yeah. nice dudes. You get, do you get yeah. talking to them afterwards? Yeah. And, I'm yeah. a musician as well, don't you know? Yeah, I mean, you don't <laughs> want to sort of pester or get For in sure, the way. For sure, yeah, they've got know. to have a break, haven't they? But, um, you know, I, I met um, I met some musicians. This is a funny story, because there we were in Scandinavia, mm. and uh, I'd, got a, um, I'd got a shirt on. Uh, I would hope so. You're going to make it in Scandinavia, <laughs> mate. It's <laughs> bloody freezing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And I, I walked by these um, these guys that had been performing the night before, and uh, we just sort of, you know, said, "Great set, enjoyed your music." And they turned around, and one of them said, um, "He said, I like his shirt." He said, "Where'd you get that from?" I said, "From Norwich, actually." He said, "From Norwich." Oh, the guitar player is from Norwich. So there we were, we were in Scandinavia, uh -huh. and the guitar player was from Norwich. We always find um, people so, that we know, you know on these things. We, we really do. The closest I got when I went to Benidorm was I met a girl from Blackpool. But that's a different story. <laughs> Probably not yeah. for this uh, particular podcast. But Keith, we talk yeah. about, you talk about the cruise ships because you actually have played on cruise ships. So you're a jazz guitarist. Yeah. And, and with you and your wife at the moment, you're doing a jazz duo because you were telling me about a, uh, a Christian album you've got out at the moment with her called New Beginnings. I yeah, yeah. My wife, um, uh, she um, she goes to St Peter's Church in mm -hmm. Carton Colville, mm -hmm. and with lockdown, um, they started to have services online. Okay. Um, but the guy that was doing it, um, he was playing, you know, just picking music, and he got into some trouble for, um, you know, copyright. Oh God. So uh, he knew that Sally, um, you know, had performed mm. and um, they got talking. And so Sally decided to, you know, write a couple of tunes. Uh, so she did one and um, a little thing in 3-4, sort of a, um, um, you know, a waltz sort of time. Mm. Um you know, steady sort of so pace. So she wife is she a music? Oh, so she's no, she's she's a singer, but she doesn't songs. play. She doesn't play the keyboard. No, or like no, that, no, no. She just wrote the songs in her head, really. What, just melody and, and words, really nicely off. structured. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, the whole thing without incredible. picking up an instrument. You see, as an in, as as yeah. a musician, I find that really difficult to even, you know, conceptualise that I would write a song yes. with no instrument. 
Yeah. Wow, that takes some visualisation. Like yeah, that, it does it? actually, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, if you're writing a song, I mean, I can't sing. Mm. So when I've tried to write songs in the past, pick up an acoustic guitar, and I'm... Uh, I, I can't get the melody <laughs> because I can't sing. You know? but, but you know how the melody should be because you can play melodic lines on your guitar, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, 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 just can't sing. But them. she wrote these completely, like, out of her head, right? Well, yeah, she... Um, I mean, we've been married for just 48 years. We've been married a couple of weeks I'm ago. I'm 46, yeah, 48. so I was two years old. There you were, <laughs> yeah, not that's making. right. But when, when we started to do some cruise work, which was, um, which was great, really high-quality stuff with Honda mm. America, mm. Um, a few years ago now, but uh, we need, you need a lot of material to right, do Right, because we were talking about that on the, on the coffee run, weren't we? We were talking yeah. about what it takes to do cruise lines. So I have very limited experience on doing cruise ships with my band as a child. Now, you were telling me it's quite... I mean, it's quite heavy work, isn't it? You know, yeah, it you, is. you're, you're there to, to work. So what's the kind of schedule you keep on those cruise um, ships? Well, we did uh, five hours mm. every night, seven nights a week. Jesus. Um, I was thinking, you, I'd work eight to ten yeah. hours a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Making but, magazines. If I had to mind you, I've had to play harmonica for five hours a night. I think I could do that. I'd yeah, that. well, you yeah. get breaks in between. And, sure. and of course, you go to see the show mm. and you have your dinner. Mm. And um, and after dinner at about midnight, you go and get some pizza and stuff, you know. Mm. So um, your, your life sort of shifts. So you're going to bed very late, and getting up very oh, late okay. as well. Yeah. But we used to we we didn't sort of we didn't do that. We used to get up and go off because you you know you're travelling around. Are oh, you in another part you know, of the world, aren't you? Yeah, stuff you like wake it. up every day somewhere different. So, so we what, so what we were on the beach and what you know. Places have you cruised around? That was um, that was really around um, most of it around the Mediterranean. Just with mm. the Holland America, mm -hmm. the the American cruise line. Right. Um, so they're all Americans on those ships, right? Uh, and of course they appreciate jazz. And they do, and they know, enjoy and, themselves uh, as well. They do, and they're mm. very um, complimentary as well. Right, you know, they yeah. like to talk to you. Is there some good tips going yeah. about for that? Because um, <laughs> America, we were talking about yeah. this with friends of mine about the t about the culture of paying musicians in this yeah. country, and we always expect it to be the venue or selling tickets or stuff like that. But in America and a lot of other countries, they have a big tipping culture, don't they? Yeah, ab oh, absolutely. So were you allowed a tip jar on the cruise ships, um, or you were so well paid to do that? They would usually, yeah, and the, the pay was good, actually, mm. but most of the time they buy you a drink. You know, okay. cocktail would be like $10. Dang dangerous. So, <laughs> yeah. dangerous. But we met some great people, some yeah. really great people. I bet people. you did. But it's, it's peculiar as well. The Americans are very different to the... I mean, we've we just done this cruise, the holiday, to mm. Scandinavia, uh, that we just, just returned. Not taking the guitar on you that know. one? No, no. No, no break from that. That's work. <laughs> Absolutely. We have a break from work, yes, of course. But but the the Brits don't do... They're mostly British on that, and um, they don't do what the Americans do, because what the Americans do is they walk up to you with mm. the sheet music. No. Can you play that? Do they really? Yeah. Oh, and, my word. Yeah, play that and, you know, they demand. So you demand. can that music that well, I take it, right? Um, some of the material we, we wouldn't want to play, <laughs> actually. It's a little bit controversial. <laughs> but you've got, to, you've got to keep the audience satisfied and they get sure. very stroppy as well. Really? They're very demanding. Is it whoever uh, pays the piper calls the yeah, tune? Yeah, prob probably is, is actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but, uh, but we had it was a kind of an international um, band that we took. You know, the piano player was from Italy. Mm. Um, so, um, so he he was. Um, so this isn't a band. When you do this, when you do this cruise, let's talk about that Mediterranean mm. one, for example. Mm. These are musicians that you've like a pickup band. Yeah, like you've met up. Yeah, and said, meet at the your airport. Agent put those yeah, together. Yeah, literally met. Like um, yeah, I got the gig through an agent that mm. we'd already done some really nice corporate work with. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I thought uh, I wouldn't mind doing a cruise because um, you know you're away for a couple of months Sounds and everything's great fun, there. To be honest, it mate, really so is. An experience, huh? I think some people in the past. Oh, it's a bit cheesy doing. A, uh, I mean, if you listen to, uh, 
you know, Simon Cowell, you know, sure. if, if he's uh, auditioning these people on. Oh, you're on a cruise. Yes, you're a cruise ship. It's almost like an insult, isn't it? It but is it's an well insult. Played, it's well-played work. Yes. It's, it's playing your instrument for five, six Absolutely. hours a day. Absolutely. Which it, I tell you what, you wouldn't practice that much if you were home. I mean, no, I, that's I was, right. You know, at my peak practice time, I was at three to four hours a day. Yeah. But with your instrument in your hand for that amount of time. Yeah. You're going to get good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Expand your repertoire. And, and you also do, so say you're doing, um, you might do, say, My Funny Valentine, something mm, like that. Beautiful. So you might do it as a ballad, you know, one night, and the night after you do it as a bossa nova. <laughs> and, you know, you, or, or then swing it a little what, bit. Just but to mix it to up mix and it make up, it more yeah, interesting Because you yourself. need a lot of material, you right. really do. Yeah, because I, I said yeah. to you earlier, didn't I, about um, having a repertoire and there must be just sort of, um, uh, there's must be sort of, jet, I know that there's jazz standards that we all, or as jazz musicians, you all know, because the same for the blues circuit, I can go to a blues jam and someone will call out Love and Vain or, you know, um, you know, She Called a Katie or any of those. So mm-hmm. Because they're standards and we, and we all know those. Yeah. So once you've got, I guess once you've got like four or five musicians of that standard and that experience, you can swing it, you can boss it over yes. it, you can yes. reggae it, you can do whatever you and, like. And because you're working, you know, so much with those people, you get you get to, to feel the vibes you know there is something you know? when you work with a musician isn't there you get yeah. to know that oh i know where he's going to change yes that's I know right where he's going to go with instinctively it, things just happen like things yeah. will reach a crescendo and mm. then and then stop you know and yeah, yeah. no one's arranged that no one's you can feel it in each other can't happens. you i do believe yeah. that it's a higher form of, of like communication between musicians who yeah. play together for a length of time mm. and i guess if you're doing five six hours a night then that cat's cat happens very quickly. Well, it's like Danny, I don't even have to look at him. I'm partner mm. in crime for the duo, Danny yeah. Argue, who you met. I think yes. he said say hello by Oh, right, yeah. 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 But he's um, a great player. yeah, he was, um, you know, he and I, I can tell that he's going to cut the chorus short. <laughs> you know yes, I mean? yes. I can tell because his voice goes, I, I think, uh, you know, goes a certain way or, or, or tells off something like, He's going to yeah. cut that this time. Oh, he did. Okay. And it doesn't matter because nobody knows and the song is still good. So it's yes. fine, isn't it? That, that can be a bit a bit of a sore point, actually. Because mm. a lot of jazz musicians, they like to know the form. For sure. And, For and sure. with Sally up front, she, mm. if, if things are going well, because you read the audience as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. This is going well. I'll stick an extra stick verse. Stick solo in, in there, yeah. You know, <laughs> but um, if, if you haven't sort of forewarned oh, some, some musicians, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're very sensitive to... Um, an argumentative. Oh, they really oh, are. What's oh, the God, form? Yeah, you know, they've got to stick like to that. the form. You know, they are bad guys. So like you can get friction as well. Yeah, yeah. From it's that, a, it's a, it's a funniest. Oh, I think someone described it like being in a band as being married to three other guys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have to be sensitive there as well, don't you? But it's not. It's not just. Um, I mean, you know, I didn't sort of make my whole career uh, mm. working on cruise ships. And no, some for sure. do. The women no, for sure. This is what I. This is what I mean. I mean, this is why I was so pleased to get you on here because even in the short conversation we had at the TUC gig at the church you've had about 10 careers not all, yeah, not all in right, music yeah. but mostly in the entertainment industry as well yeah isn't it? yeah <laughs> just, just sort of finishing off the cruise thing yeah yeah it, it is about the music but also mm. and I think this is uh, it's um, sometimes musicians leave a bit of a hole in this area it's mm. about how you behave professionally. Ah, it, you know, yes. you, you yes. know how you talk to people, what you wear. I mean, I, I booked a base plan. You know. I think that's insanely important. It really I, is. I think. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, I have two. I have two rules in life generally. Then um, the first one is don't piss off the sound engineer, and the second one is don't piss off the IT guy, and because that, that handles all of my career things. Because yeah. if you piss the sound engineer off, mm-hmm. he's basically got your life in your hands. <laughs> yeah, that's the true. IT guy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, how you present yourself, turn up on yeah. time. 
sound check on time. Yes. You know, introduce yourself. Don't yeah. just think that these people work for you mm -hmm. because they don't. Mm, that's <laughs> you know? right. The sound engineer is not your slave. Yeah. You know, the barmaid is not your slave for yes. getting you your free drinks. You know, the promoter is not lucky to have you. Yeah. It's a business proposition. Absolutely. You're there, you're, you know, you're there by mutual consent, aren't you? Yes. So, no, I, I completely I mean, I, agree I with you. I booked a bass mate. player once, a double bass player, uh, for, a, for a corporate um, do, and uh, it was black tie. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, you wear, you wear, as well as your tuxedo, bow tie, mm. you know, you, you wear a smart pair of shoes. And <laughs> this bloke turned up with a pair of trainers. He got a suit on, but yeah. he, he got a pair of trainers on. And well, you just look at it, you think... If you want to be a cover think, band in a pub or play you know, original music, you yeah. know, at a, a, a theatre or something like that, or at a festival, then that's great. Yeah. That's, that's the place, right? Yeah. But, you know, man's playing the dolly, you're in the nice restaurant with the champagne yes. breakfasts, wear the shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And behave, behave, you know, Behave accordingly. Properly. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I completely agree with you. There are times and places to be, to be you know, whoever you want. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't turn up for the for the office job in a, you know, in a mankini, would you? No, so exactly. You just, you just wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It would be entertaining at yeah. least, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially but, when it was, what, 40 degrees, wasn't it? We oh, missed that, luckily. Yeah. We were away. <laughs> yeah, you missed, you did. Yeah. So, wait, you've done, also done some original music, because you brought with you an album that you were on as well, Yeah. You? Oh, um, you yeah, you mentioned um, my wife's um, material. Yes, um, yes, New Beginnings. There's some that. lovely stuff on YouTube with that. So yeah. that was, what, was, that, what, was that recently, that one? Yeah, it was It was during lockdown, really. Okay, so, so the last two know, years. She wrote this one song, and then, oh, I've written another one, she says, you know, <laughs> so... So she got about three or four, so we started to, to record them. Mm. Um, and I also um, saw you did some session work. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I searched for your name. We put in Keith Crichton into, you, yeah. into Google. Oh, and right. Up, and up comes about 10,000 pictures of Ed Sheeran. Uh, yes, so, exactly. So I had to wade through those to find out where's, <laughs> the, ta where's the talent. Oh, that's naughty of me, wasn't it? Where's, the, where's, where's my jazz guitar friend, Keith? And there, and there you were. You also did some session work, I noticed, for um, Easy Rollers. Is that Drill Hall Studios? Yeah, do you, you know put what? Some jazz guitar do you know, on my, there? my grandson, um, he said, Oh, I've been looking at, uh, at you online. It was a beautiful he, he calls me piece of guitar, mate. Absolutely. Do you know, I didn't know that bloke was filming that or anything. Because <laughs> what he said was, He said, I'll just play you the track. He said, I don't care how long it takes, just go mm. in and can you improvise? Oh, it was gorgeous. It was a lo lovely piece. So well, I was just. Um, I is was that just a guitar literally... that you didn't sell? Did you manage to keep hold of that one? Yeah, that's my um, that's my classical guitar. It's a handmade classical guitar. A handmade. I was going to say, what guitars yeah. do you favour? Uh, that one's an Armin Grop. Okay. Uh, I've got a I've got a Spanish classical guitar, mm. but I wanted something to. I, I do love the sound of nylon, you know, strung guitar, mm -hmm. and and it's it's nice for jazz. You don't see many people using a classical guitar for no. jazz. And I've also got a I've got a Godin, which actually I'm playing um, this week. I'm doing a little thing with some with poetry. Oh wow! And the Godin speaks very. Clearly, because you can you know plug oh, it in. Um, is it Dominic Miller for a Steve's guitar? Uh, Steve Sting's guitarist, I think, is a is a go-down man as oh. well. Sort of a it's sort of nylon stronger. Keys, yeah, that's right. Yeah, caster kind of thing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, well, th there's a bit of a story behind that because I bought that probably about 15 years ago, okay. and I sold it to a friend of mine, hmm. and um, he never ever ever played it. Wow, um, it just sat in the like case. Star Wars figure in the wrapper, yeah. isn't it? Get out and play with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, "Why don't you play it?" He said, uh, "He said I, I couldn't get on with the neck because he plays Chet Atkins style, you know." Okay. And uh, he's got one of those Gretsch country, you know, gentlemen with the mm. with a. You know, uh, with a Bigsby and all of that. Yeah, oh yeah, and he nice. said, I can't get off, 
can't get on with the wide the wide fingerboard. Right, which so, classical you know, guitars and sort of I notice they do when you when you go to school when you know, they give you school lessons, they give you them guitar fingerboards that are about <laughs> that's right about six two, inches. Yeah, they're actually two inches like normally is the standard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you get an electric and you think this is tiny. Yeah, skinny little this thing. I can't get on very well now with, with electric, with mm. skinny little strings, you know, I still yeah. keep going back to the that's, I like the space, and I play yeah. plectrum style rather than Do finger you? style. Cause I, well, that's unusual for your jazz style. Yeah. You know, who are your influences yeah. jazz-wise then? Who do you like listening I, I to? I like to think? try to be sort of not... I don't like to sort of copy anyone. Mm. I try to be sort of independent. And, who do you like then? Who oh, first people like Joe Pass. Mm. I think oh, I think it's some of the some of the precision when he does those very fast runs mm. and you can hear every single note. Oh, wow. um, but people like Martin Taylor, you know, wonderful guitarist. I've, I've discovered, uh, the funny thing is, <clears throat> there was a quote, I think it was Paul Simon I read recently in a book. Paul Simon said that he'd worked with some of the world's greatest musicians, mm. most of them completely unknown. Really? And yeah. uh, there's a guy called um, Francesco... Bazzera, I think it is, or Buzzera, mm. B-U-Z-Z-E-R-A, yeah. discovered him. Funny, funny thing is he plays a nylon strung. Mm. Um, he's got a, a like a jazz guitar, an arch top with nylon mm. strings. Must be a custom-made, you know, guitar. Yeah. Who's ever heard of him? Do you, what do you Phenomenal think that is? Player, do you think, they you think know? that these days we have to be good at promoting ourselves and pushing ourselves forward and, as well as... Spending our time learning yeah, instruments because learning yeah. instruments takes an awful long. So ten thousand hours to be good at it, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, but yeah. and you know, and especially on these podcasts, I talk to people about you know ninety percent of their time is taken up promoting themselves and trying to get gigs and trying to push their music forward, yeah. and ten percent of it is actually playing the instrument. Yeah, and that's the yes, songs. that's and right. a tragedy. So perhaps yeah. these guys spend their spend their ninety percent playing and um, I, I think they must do. If yeah, you look yeah. at his uh, playing he's a bit a bit of classical, a bit of flamenco and a bit of jazz, you know, yeah. and he plays finger style. Mm. See my nails are rubbish. I just get a <laughs> pathetically thin sort of flicky sound. So, so that's why I use with a plectrum, yeah. yeah. So what got yeah. you started in music at all? Then? I think it was in me right my my grandfather, um uh, my dad was Polish right. and my dad was very musical. And um, but my grandfather played classical piano and violin oh, in, wow. in, in Poland, so it came through, mm. you know, through the the family. I think. So you knew musicians. And it was you right know, from you, a young age. Yeah. I mean, when I was literally when I was about six or seven, mm. and I don't even know where I, you know, spotted this. But I, 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 um, I made myself a little amplifier. It was a shoebox <laughs> with plasticine. Like <laughs> you know, I mean, it didn't work. Obviously, it was just a a shoebox with it. I put bits of wire in there and you oh, know yeah. and yeah. So and I'd seen I, this somewhere and thought I want to be I yes. want to be a guitarist like that then. I don't know where it came, it must have seen it on um yeah. six five specials, that oh, sort no, of thing. Uh, we really are showing your age now, Keith. Yeah, I know, Clarky, yeah. That must be sixty <laughs> years ago. Well I'm seventy one, so Are you really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he didn't flinch walking up three flights of stairs, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't flinch at all. I've known people half his age gasp like oh, that. that there you go. Darren yeah. Stigler Lewis. But um, anyway <laughs> me actually yeah well you know um yeah mate so uh, no it was just it was something that was in me and um mm. you know I, I remember having a when i was a kid you know we didn't often have new christmas presents right you know if you had a train set mm. it was a second hand one you know so if you got a guitar it was going to be a second hand one yeah so I, I had this guitar uh it wasn't very good and i didn't know how to tune it or anything mm. 
Um, so how old were you when you, know, you got your first guitar? I, I was probably, um, I'd probably be about nine or ten, I think. Okay, so that's a fairly yeah, early a dream age. For like, me to you know, have a guitar. Well, it's a fairly early age comparatively to a lot of other guys I talk. Yeah. Usually, sort of early teens. Yeah, usually and at that, that an time act of rebellion, as well. or when the parents yeah. go finally give in and say, "All right, I'll buy you one for God's sake." Yes, yes. <laughs> but but at that time there weren't many guitars around. Okay. I mean, I remember hearing uh, uh, Bert Whedon. Mm -hmm. uh, being interviewed and he, I remember him saying I think he bought his first guitar uh, from a market stall or something mm. and he was walking along with it uh, and this bloke said to him he said cool I said what's, what's that you got there he said it's a guitar and the bloke said cool I never heard of one see the younger generation <laughs> probably the younger guys under 30 listening to this podcast and I know there's a couple of them would never ever have heard who this Burt Whedon fellow is. No, that's is. right, no. But for even in my generation, and you know, I'm not, you know, there's not a chasm of years between us, you're about the same age as my parents, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah. a lot to relate to there. But Burt Whedon's mm. songbook and guitar method was absolutely everywhere. Yes. Everybody used Play in it. A day. It was that, the yeah. standard, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It mm. was, absolutely. So did you get and, yourself hold of a Burt Whedon uh, book? Yeah, I did, did yeah. Mean? Yeah, I couldn't understand it, he to be honest. Because you know, <laughs> it was talking about diminished core. I couldn't work it out why... Um, like a, um, a why would a, anyone shrink a cord? <laughs> what well, have they done yeah. that for? <laughs> and why, why it was um, in different positions is what the same chord? Yeah, yeah, because it keeps inverting, you know. Of course, mm, yeah. and of course, from working or learning from a book, there's no one to tell you that to no. help you. You know, no, you're no, trying to sure. decipher it. I do tell people you know? I get. I mean, I teach on like a, and uh, people say, "What's the advantage of having a one-to-one -one lesson?" Because I can look at you and say you've not got the harmonica far enough in your face, yeah. so you're, yes. get, you're not getting enough wind through down yeah. the channels. And it's as simple as that. They could yeah. be, oh, I've been puffing, and one guy was like, I've been puffing away at that for bloody three years. Yeah. I'm, I'm not getting anywhere. Yes, exactly. You're not getting an airtight seal. But, you know, it's things yeah. like that. You know, I have I have guitar lessons, and I have a chap over at Gorsland. He has actually sent a question for you, I told him. Oh, once. right. <laughs> I was interviewing Ed Sheeran's guitar teacher, and he was like, oh, I've got a question for him. And it's not about you, it's about Ed Sheeran. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that eventually. Okay, all right. But, um, you know, he, I go to him and he says, well, your fingers aren't in the right, you know, or, you know, you're you're holding your pick. I was holding my pick at an angle yeah. and scraping across the strings as opposed uh -huh. to hitting it dead on. I was like, why is it making that noise? And he was like, he could look at me and go, right, you need to turn your pick around. Yes. And I think a one-to-one -one lesson, there's so many of those sorts yeah. of habits and foibles that you come across that one-to-one -one lesson could look at you and go, which a book won't. But it yeah. sounds to me like there were some fundamentals in that book that sort of, you know, got you started yeah that's right yeah yeah because we used to have those um little um uh what do they call them those pitch pipes to tune it with oh did they you sound, yeah you, you learned to, to tune by ear straight oh, off dear. and it sounds nothing like a guitar <laughs> it sounds more like a harmonica doesn't it <laughs> well so, my it's... old blues guitarist used to tune his guitar to my harmonica he said give us an e so I'd yeah like, and then he would tune it out from there but he trained yeah. himself you know for years of doing that yeah like, pre you know he was old enough to you know be before electronic tuners yeah, that's right. Because again, yeah. there weren't any, so you limited no, on no. And when on you guitars, played in bands, you know, you you, you just you didn't tune, tune to, to each any. Other. It was relative. Yeah, there was no real pitch. You know, no. you didn't tune to A four at four forty. You know, <laughs> you know, you just. <laughs> <laughs> you just guessed. Oh, so there's old films where you right. hear the orchestra tuning up and stuff like that, but they were finding <laughs> finding an A somewhere between 400 and, <laughs> yeah. and 450 yes. hertz, yeah? Yeah, that's, yeah well, I, I, read, I, heard a, or I think I read it actually, an interesting thing that, that Martin Taylor um, said. He said that he tunes to 453. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see, um, I had a conversation with... He uh, says it sounds with, better. ...with my other half, uh, my other half <laughs> of my duo, Danny R, about 432. And yeah. tune into there. So I did, I did a little YouTube video comparing that. We played the same song because I had the tune when I first met him. He tuning his guitar to four three two hertz mm. and harmonicas, 
out of the factory gate as standard are tuned to 440. So yeah. I then had to take the 20 reeds of my harmonica and tune them eight hertz down in order to be in like line it. with him. But to start off with, obviously, he came up to me because there's only six strings as opposed yeah. to 20 reeds on the 40 harmonicas that I play. So, right. <laughs> but however, well. I found it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, there's my case yeah. over there. I love that case. So, but I found it fascinating. So I tuned a few harmonicas to 432. Yeah. And we did a little A-B comparison. Yeah. Like on the thing. And I've got to say, like, you know, uh, standing back from it objectively, you're listening to the song, there's not a great difference. But when I played the harmonica, when the, I don't know whether it was just because it was, it might have been just because it was slightly lower. I, I really can't explain it. But it did feel like there was a lot more resonance yeah. round, round my mouth or something like yeah. that. But I couldn't explain it. But scientifically, and I did it as a quite scientific study, we couldn't, like, you know, I couldn't find any hard evidence to sort of support that. But it's interesting that musicians pick those kind of things. Well, I think, I, you know, when, I, when I've restrung a guitar and mm. you're tuning up, sometimes there's a real sort of sweet spot on a string. Right. That then as you tension it more, uh -huh. becomes stifled. Okay. You know, you lose that resonance. That's interesting, yeah. Um, you know, because every single guitar is, you know, the timber and everything, mm. whether it's solid or hollow, every single one's different. Uh, and I know we have to tune, you know, to, to 440. Well, we um, have to pick a common you know, denominator between if we're going to yeah, play together. Yeah, that's right, really. yeah. But <laughs> I think a, Danny had been doing point. solo gigs up to that point, so it was sort ah, of, right. and then I came along and dragged him back up to 440. But yeah. <laughs> but we're thinking yeah. about it, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a talking point. Anyway, it does divide yeah. the musicians I've talked to about it quite down the middle, you know, for those that say it's absolute toss, and those yeah. that say, well, I think... No, oh, I think yeah, there's a, yeah. It might, it might be, my mind yeah. is open. Absolutely, yeah, so, absolutely. So that's, that's cool. I, I remember having, um, I bought a Gibson jazz guitar um, oh, about 20 odd years ago, you know, and I was mm. never really very happy with it, to be honest. Bits used to fall off and um, it had a lot of problems and eventually I, I stuck it for nine months and then I sold it. Yeah. But um, one of the problems was the ace, the um, third string, the, the G, um, it, it never did sound right and I tried using a, a plain string I tried I used to uh, use um, set of 12 so it would be a 24 thou mm. third string so I tried a plain mm. I tried a 22 I tried a 20 I tried I tried a 26 I went upwards you know to have yeah. attention I never <laughs> did and then I read somewhere that the particular pickups on the, I think they were classic 57s or something uh, uh, they they are, are um, renowned for not reproducing the, the third string. So it was oh, so frustrating. Really? So you can you do know, the string all you like and you pick up yeah. one and get it. That's right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Chasing it's your tail quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> so what's this original music you've bought? We talked about yeah, we talked about the um, uh, New Beginnings with your wife Sally as well. Yeah. But I'm fascinated yeah. by the double LP that you've bought well, in this, by your um, band Wellington. Yeah, when I was an excellent about, uh, picture of you on the back in your in your 20s. When I, when I had a hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, look at that. Puts me Any one of us in our 20s, I mean, I look at a picture of me at 21, I had long hair, I'm tall and thin. I'm like, I, I feel like I've shrunk. I'm, I must be the same height, but I feel shorter oh, and you? fatter, and or quite clearly fatter. And um, obviously, yeah. I don't have long hair anymore. No, I guess it no. shows off how receding I am. But that. yeah, mate, so what's this? What's well, this, this, this was a band, this was uh, quite interesting actually, because um, uh, we, um, we, we played people, well, I'll start with another band. Sure. Let's play with a band called Museum, and we did what we called electric jazz. We had a great mm. singer. He was not uh, not a vocalist. He was a singer. Okay. And, okay. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Very. What do you believe good. the difference to be between those two? Well, things? Um, uh, well, I think he, he he was very influenced by like West Side Story. 
you know, oh, sort so of classical and, and theatre, if you like. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't just someone who just stood up and, you know, and sort of gave out a, a throaty, Screeching raspy sort of, you know, like a rock singer kind of. Yeah, thing, he yeah. wanted to. He wanted to sing, you know, okay. use his lungs and his voice, and he was wow. great. So we. Um, oh, this was up in the Midlands when I lived in the Midlands. So we got really the best musicians in that area: drums. Mm. Uh, sax. So what sort of time period are we talking about here? Um, 60s, is, 70s? Yeah, late 69 I think, 70. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we formed this band called Museum mm-hmm. and um, we um, we rehearsed and rehearsed we really, and wrote our own you know, our own material. Mm. And then we found that we we got our own style that was you know people were liking the record companies particularly. So you were signed to a record label at this time? We were, just, you, we were on, the, on the cusp of that, we were mm-hmm. right there and then two of the guys got promoted at work because we were, you know, we had our you jobs. Had, you had your day jobs, you know, yeah, yeah. And two of them got promoted and they said, what I'm sorry, I have to give you a day job at this time. Well, yeah. I, I trained as a technical engineer, so uh, um, I, was, I was doing that. Mm. Um, but I wanted to, you know, obviously, you know, play music yeah, and I put yeah. everything into it, mm. uh, and, and as we all did in that band. Sure. And until, as I say, two said, oh, I can't do it anymore, you know. Um, I've got my job to think about. Yeah, and it yeah, fell apart a, right such, at that point. Such a familiar story. Such a familiar story. Yeah, you know, it is, isn't it? Including myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a point. There was a point where it was like either I sling in and do all of that, or actually, I've just been offered a really nice job. I'm yeah. going to get married and have a kid. And it's not like you know, but music requires a certain level of your time yeah. and a certain amount of time that isn't conducive to that kind of life at that particular Absolutely. point in your life. is it? And I know yeah. that musicians, full-time musicians, do have young families and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if you scratched the surface of any of those to say, yeah, when their baby was born or when their marriage was new, things were quite tough, I dare yes. say. And I've read quite a few autobiographies and stuff yeah. like that of, you know, the bigger boys and stuff like that, you know, the bigger musicians. And yeah, it is a time. And you want to be home every night. Mm. You know, you do want to be home every night to do yeah. the bedtime, the bath time, to do, to do those things. Yes. To, you know, and let's face it, them boys had probably been, as I had been, chasing that career for quite yeah. a lot of time as well on the day job. So when you finally get the recognition you've been after, yes, <laughs> you're going to take right. it. You're not going to yeah. spend it on a maybe. But you were, yeah. you were sort of, you were committed to the cause at that I point. I was, yeah, because I was single. Sure. And um, but there was another. We used to rehearse at this farm where there was a studio, mm. and uh, the guy that ran that, he, you know, he'd seen me playing with Museum, mm. and he said, oh, I'd love it if you could, you know, come and play with us, because he was playing folk music, really. It was acoustic, you know, playing okay. acoustic guitar, and he had that kind of throaty voice, a little bit like um, Cat Stevens, okay. you know. A bit like John Martin. Um, um, I never heard of him. You never actually. heard of John Martin? <gasps> You're walking out of here oh. with the John Martin album, definitely. Oh, right. Oh, okay. word. I'm, 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 so you I'm learn something every day, even at my age. You know? <laughs> but there yeah. you go. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I'm just a na- naive, you know, innocent little... <laughs> innocent little jazz guitarist, <laughs> yeah. me. Me. No, the rock and roll stories will come out, mate. Come on. I'll keep teasing them now. I'll, come right. I'll pull on that thread. Well, Steve was right. I, I wasn't particularly interested in what he was doing, to be mm. honest. But when we got together, uh, what he did, he pulled in his, um, his folky musicians... Um, it got a violinist. So yeah. what we did, we um, we got someone to make. It must have been one of the first electric violins. Oh, really? Because he made this violin. It was a solid-bodied violin. Hmm. And um, it, because then you needed a pickup. Would you put a piezo pickup in it or something? No, they it? weren't around, I don't think, then. Right. He, you know what he did? He made he made some bobbins from, like, cotton reels or something. What, just wound copper wire? Yeah, oh, yeah. And put a, 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 
some sort of pin, like a core through the middle, yeah. and he put it on the underneath the bridge, Why? you know, underneath the strings at the bridge yeah. point, and that's how he electrified it. That must have sounded and, raspy uh, you know, as hell. Yeah, it was, but it, it worked. Yeah, it for worked. sure. Yeah, I think he must have been is prudent. Of invention, <laughs> isn't it? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Funny so thing is, was, this bloke was a core of this album. Then, yeah, we, there? yeah. They it turned into a uh, what was it? Let's have a look. One, two, three, four. It was a five piece. Yeah. So uh-huh. ele- we played about twenty five instruments between us. Oh my god! Actually, so what instruments do you play? Well, I played um, mostly guitar, but mm. I, I used to play slide guitar, mm. which which I used to put through two Watkins um, copycat. Watkins Echo copycat? Units. I haven't yeah. seen those for donkeys. But I found, do you know how much they go for on eBay? Oh, I know, oh. I know. Yeah, I, mean, I should have kept. I had two. You had two. But I found a way of... Um, uh, there's a little magnet, so as the tape mm. goes round, it records, and then as it comes by the magnet, it's erased just by a simple right. magnet. Yeah. So what I did, I took the magnet out. So, so you've got this going <laughs> like an echo. Yes, kind of and thing, I had two yeah. in series, one right. after the other. So when I did the sort of like a glissando, it right. was it was just so massive. So slide. You know? You're talking about lap steel. Yeah, yeah. It's an eight yeah. string. Um, mm. Yeah. So I played that. And I played uh, mandola and mandolin. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, I've never really been into folk music as such, but yeah. the stuff we were doing was was you know with the violin and with keyboards and mm. uh, the guy that used to sing, he played an E flat clarinet. Right. I think most That's clarinets are B flat. Of him for the guitar, isn't he? <laughs> I think he, I think he got it in a junk shop or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, this you know this this might come in useful. Sounds very psychedelic. What was going on? It right, was a it? bit that way. Yeah. Um, he um, that 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 clarinet sounded very much like a um, like an Eastern Arabic sort of instrument. Okay. Yeah. The sort of thing you charm snakes with, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, that sort of Phrygian scale kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, kind of Eastern noise there. Yeah, yes. Lovely. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, so that's the kind of stuff we were doing, and we uh, we we supported Fleetwood Mac. And, Did you? Uh, and I'm not just saying this because my, my wife will tell you because she was. I, in, I in know the by audience. now, Keith. You're not a bullshit, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we blew them off the stage. My God, that really cheesed them off. Actually, and what's, what, what they, Fleetwood Mac would this be? Would this Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac then? No, between. Oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah. So after that, mm, but before the before the yeah. before the, before the, before the uh, and they were really cheesed off. It because we used to share the same dressing room and Where on was the. This in? What gig was this? This is on the university circuit, which we were doing. Yeah. And you always got on the university circuit a barrel of Guinness with a with a siphon. You know oh, the you know, <laughs> Tell Danny or a crate or two two or three crates of Newcastle Brown. You know, oh, so that's what you brown. Yes. Well, they stole ours because <laughs> we're just blown them off the stage. Well, they're well, they're well known in history now for yeah. uh, their drink and drugs escapades. So, we're, uh, you know, in yeah. hindsight, we're not surprised. But at the same time, you'd have been you're like, bastards. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was part of the gig, wasn't it? The Brilliant. So the this, this album then so, was yeah. remade by Record Collector. You were yeah, Record that's Collector right. magazine yeah, we did this for album. a reprint. Yeah, yeah, we did the album, uh, oh, crikey, about 1970 or something. Yeah. And um, it, um, it, it it sort of, you know, it was like a demo, really. Wow. Uh, and it got the band, we we won, I think, the New Musical Express, uh, one of the categories of the, the band of the year. Really? At which point I left, actually, oh, because it was starting to get a little bit silly because the, 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 some of the material, we were doing these like suites that mm. were lasting 20 minutes. Uh, they get more and more complicated. It was a little bit self-indulgent, and it, do you think? Yeah, and, yeah. and I thought we're never going to, you know, we can't just keep doing this. Right. It's right. highly complex stuff, to be honest, well, some of it. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, remember, remember, I mean, I was in a band that was quite, uh, quite, prog, um, quite prog, 
and uh, we did a couple of eight to ten minute tracks yeah with, with a hell of a lot of changes yeah and just remembering them yeah that's right that because i love that the challenge of oh, all of yeah. that but from an audience point of view i just thought this <laughs> it, it was getting silly you know yeah. so so i left and that's when i started to look more at recording work and yeah. and session work I'd, and i recorded a couple of my own songs mm -hmm. and i started to um, you know take them around to record companies and uh, i went to island records oh, and right. uh, muff winwood um, was the A and R man at okay. that time? Not Muff Winwood. Um, Muff Winwood's, yeah, Muff Winwood. That's right. Yeah, because there was Stevie Winwood mm. and Muff Winwood. Oh right, I see. And it was I Muff Winwood. Put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was at Island Records. Mm. And um, funny thing, thing was, I just had a, an interview with an agent a few days before. And he said, it was a very progressive record label. Yeah, that's yeah, like, well, up until quite was. recently, to be quite honest, it was considered to be very progressive. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was one of those sort of almost like an independent yeah, label. Yeah. And I'd just had a, um, gone to meet a, an agent a few days before. And we were talking about stuff that's coming up. I said, oh, I'm seeing Muff Winwood next week. He said, oh, Muff Winwood, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking a demo. And he said, uh, oh, he'll uh, pick up newspaper, put a pair of headphones on, listen to your material, close the newspaper, put the headphones down, say thank you very much, bye-bye. Mm. So when I went to Ireland Records, we, uh, it was very nice, actually. Yeah. We went to the side where there was a kind of a counter and it was a tape, quarter inch tape. He, he, uh, he put it on and exactly, you know, what had uh, what been says. told with the newspaper, yeah, yeah. out came the newspaper, <laughs> you know. And, um, and he actually listened. Did he? Uh, yes, he said, I like what you're doing. Because you see, I was playing the steel, you know, steel guitar yeah, and building things up. beautiful. And drum. I'd done the drums myself and I wasn't a great drummer, but we, we got around it, you know, and Sally had done the backing vocals. She was okay. my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah. And um, he said, I really like what you're doing. And he offered me the job with Sparks there and then. Wow. And um, I uh, turned it down. <laughs> he gave me the wrong impression. Because I, I wanted to do, you know, it's not, I think if I'd have been doing... You know, sort of pop stuff. I'd have been bored, you know, really? doing the same kind of three or four chords yeah. and stuff every night. You yeah. know, um, I wanted to. The music was the most important thing. That's interesting, but, isn't but, it? That you were you were at that level of, you know, commitment to your art, yeah. rather than commitment of I just want to have yeah. music as a job and I don't care how I get Absolutely. there, and how I do it. It was important to you. It was important to you how you got there and and what you were doing yeah. with it as well. It was. It was. And, and not um, just for an integrity reason or anything like that, just because no. of that's what you wanted to do. It was yes. Passion, right? And I've often wondered which direction my life would have gone because I might have ended up probably living in America. Right. You know, at the last. But no, you live around the corner from me. Yeah, that's now, right. So that's yeah, you yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've just come <laughs> yeah. back from a cruise, so life yeah. is not so bad, is it really, it's mate? It's not. It's not, is it? <laughs> but um, uh, I, they've made. I, I think. Well, oh, maybe about eight or ten years ago I read they'd made 35 albums wow those two you know the Mays Mays I think their name wasn't it mm. May I think the two brothers I don't know and, and blow me I couldn't believe it because uh, I just turned it down about three weeks later they were on top of the pops oh, oh blow me you know. you're singing um, your beer wouldn't you oh wow but I didn't um, I didn't um, follow anything through with, with Ireland because he said to me that they'd already got enough kind of songwriters if you like okay, yeah, and he yeah. put me into that category so I what they needed was know. an artist rather than a songwriter I guess yeah, is what they wanted they, yeah. wanted, a, they wanted someone they can yes, put, in front put, of the band the, uh, put in front of the people and stuff like that and they needed yeah. their U2s their Bonos their Amy Winehouses their and stuff yeah. like that yeah but the funny thing was with Sparks you see he told me because it, it was sort of the days of Gary Glitter and okay. he said there's going to be plenty of, of glamour. glamour and all of that and that yeah. put me off well, I want to 
see you in but eyeliner and high heel boots, to be honest, mate. We really <laughs> well, do, mate. Oh, I've been there, you know. <laughs> you should see my wedding photos. <laughs> that was in uh, in vogue then, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was totally the fashion and not yeah. and not and not dress up and stuff like that. But the other prop that you brought with you um, is um, a book by uh, about some fella. Um, it's uh, I don't know what his name is. Yeah. What's that all about, Keith? He's pretty ubiquitous, isn't he? <laughs> Um, well, we, we we talk about Mr. Ed Sheeran is what yeah. we're talking about. I tell you, how it, are you mentioned in said autobiography? Yeah, there's because... there's quite a bit about me actually. Is yeah. there really? If you look in the index, you'll so see. So what was your because you, you were teaching guitar then? Uh, no, not well, no? really. What what happened was I um, uh, I'd gone back to to playing you know music for mm. a living. From and, your um, from uh, after your sort of job as a techn uh, technician, yeah, because I was doing sound sound recording. I worked at the BBC. Oh wow! You know, I, I, I was always more interested, I think, well, in that recording. Like a dream job to me. I mean, so it was. It was a great yeah. job. It was a great job. Except that um, they want to move you on all the time. And the right. job that I was doing in London, producing BBC records, mm. I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it for so very long. So you basically, like, instead of playing music, got to listen to top-notch musicians and yeah, produce them all yeah, day long. Yeah, I mixed a lot of like Stevie Wonder, Dolly Parton yeah. and, um, and orchestral, you know, classical stuff as yeah. well. Uh, Diana wow. Ross. Yeah, and I was working with the top studio managers in, in London. It was a great, so brilliant... So you running the desk? Dream job. Or doing No, doing no, as a, as a producer, you don't you don't touch the desk. If you oh, touch right. the desk, you'll get... You'll get a slapped hand. Literally, okay. yeah, absolutely. You can get a... It was quarter-inch tape. Mm. You know, wonderful. I love... Big, the big Studer tape machines, yeah. and um, if the tape was rewinding and it was flapping around, mm. you, you would you would just sit there. You, you don't turn it off because it's <laughs> not your job to do that. Wow! You know? So what but, kind of uh, what were you actually doing then? So I was producing. It, it all goes um, down to copyright. Mm. So uh, if if the BBC, I mean things have probably changed now, but if the BBC was playing a record, mm. then they would be pay, paying for the artist the record label it was it split into six or was it twelfths twelfths i remember twelfths yes so the you know the music publishing um company it was all um kind of um spread out like that but if the bbc put that onto their own label they could bypass um a lot of that so bbc records were producing a lot of their own because did i hear for a long time like the early sort of in kent in the you know incarnations of Top of the Pops and the albums that they sold so they would buy Top of the Pops because they would have the top 10 on it yeah. and it was none of it by the original artists oh, and stuff like yeah, that yeah that would probably be you know a way of getting around right. around that as well okay. so I mean, you making these kind now. of records and stuff yeah like I used that? to go yeah, uh, yeah it was really high quality uh, recordings so were you do, what, doing the orchestration playing the instruments and no stuff like just that? recording just recording yeah. it just and, uh, yeah and the mixing and then um, then they'd go out uh uh, around all the you know the radio stations. Wow! So a lot of what you would hear say on Radio Two mm. was what I was producing. You know, oh God. yeah. <laughs> so it's wow. uh, you know, they call it needle time. You yeah, know, uh, you only got so much needle time for a for a program, so you've got to make it up make in, it so in, in the ways with interviews that. or whatever you know, speech that kind of thing. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, that was a great job. But um, so you got as far as you sort of could or wanted to. Yeah, with that's that. right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The next job from on, you know, sort of moving on from that probably would mm. have been behind a desk. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't mean a recording desk either. No, a desk, no, desk, a head pushing know. kind of so, job. Yeah. yeah. And Where's I, the fun I, in that? Yeah, absolutely not. That. No, so no, I, so sure. I left, and and that's what brought me to East Anglia because uh -huh. I, I just picked up one day um, a broadcast magazine, and there was a full page advert. Mm. Uh, they were looking for someone 
who uh, you know produce music and speech because yeah. a lot of people haven't worked with speech sure. you know, they know how to record music they don't know how to record mm. you know speech I'm getting there so, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not as easy as you think it no, is, it's is not it? getting the balance no, right absolutely. and the compression just so so it doesn't yeah. peak over it doesn't yeah. sound like they're sort of shout, it's all they're shouting it's dynamic yes and there's dynamics to the way people speak as well, well and also you the inflection you know making sure people get the right it loses all its character there's a lot of podcasts to listen to where people are sat right on the mic that's right and don't fall at the throwing volume my daughter listens to a lot or watches a lot of YouTube videos and and the audio is awful because it wants to be at a volume that everyone can hear it and it's like well just chill and of course the breath you know every you know people say why do why do djs you know why why do they always sort of breathe so heavily it's not it's the compression you know the gaps in yeah, between yeah, yeah, the take of breath silence has been brought on up brought up as yeah. well as the rest of the volume for the rest of it i remember it? when i was on my bbc course mm. uh, we went um, well we went all all over the the bbc it's fabulous you know because you mm. go to all these places right. and uh, we went to radio one and there are two what well, you know people PPMs, P program meters. Right. They're the black ones with the white sort of uh, lines on and, uh, and needles, you know. The, like the, a VU meter kind of thing. Yeah, 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 but they pick up the peaks. Okay. Uh, rather than flap about, they, they, they react quickly. They come up quickly and go down slowly. So they're sort of um, uh, working at the, at the peak mm-hmm. of level. So peak program meters. And, and they've got two big ones high up in, in the Radio 1 where the output is, you know, going to the transmitter. Yeah. And those PPM meters were stagnant. Oh, they were just God. at six like that. They didn't yeah. move because the compression was yeah. just holding everything there. Holding there was no, there. There's no dynamic to it, it anymore. Not at all, no. Why? Why? But, um, yeah, so, uh, so I, um, I, I left the BBC, joined um, a company who were based in Ipswich, and mm-hmm. we were programming, uh, producing programmes independently. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great company. So... The kind of job I had there was that the phone would ring, say, on a Friday afternoon, and the following Thursday I'd be flying down the Grand Canyon huh. uh, in a helicopter, you know, doing, making programmes, you know, wow. travel sort of things, and uh, it was brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, flew Concorde, yeah. uh, you know, at 60,000 feet, I went onto the flight deck to interview the, the, you know, the flight oh crew. So it was a great job. Yeah, yeah. Great job. I loved it. And, but again, after two years, I was looking for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's when I set up my own business, which I ran for 16 years. Wow. And then after that, I wanted to get back to music. Mm. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the kids had sort of left home. Mm. We had quite a big house, a big plot of land, which was a lot of uh, hard work. Sort so, of like Ipswich you know, way? Or um, sort of over Mid-Suffolk. Mid oh, yeah. We were right out in the sticks, actually. Oh, it's a lovely area yeah. of the world. Isn't it, it is, it's actually. Yeah, it, it is. Beautiful. But we we quite clearly, you know, we couldn't. Uh, my wife and myself couldn't sort of work as musicians, mm. you know, keeping that house, and we we, could, we couldn't just sort of leave it. Mm. So what we did, we scaled down. We moved to Framlingham, okay, and yeah, we yeah. bought a place there where the garden we could almost just, you know, the drop of a hat we could just go, and yeah. and, and that's what we did. Mm. So I played out in Dubai, for example, mm. and um, came back on the Tuesday and I think on the Thursday I flew out to do the, the cruise work Lovely. And, and I didn't have to worry about the garden because we had very good neighbours so mm-hmm. they'd sort of look after the lawn and, and we had a, <laughs> I think a it comes to a certain time of life where you start worrying about how your garden's going to look when you get back <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right absolutely brilliant yeah. though nice though you know it's nice to have a nice garden I like mine my wife takes care of the garden and it looks great I don't yeah. have much to do with that I mow the lawn every now and again but I certainly, I certainly can appreciate it, and I'm so glad that she does keep it. Because if I yeah. sat out there on a patio over summer's evening, I'd be like, 
Look at this state of my garden. <laughs> that's, yes, but, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad of it. It's lovely. But yeah, but it was a, it was a kind of a walled garden, so mm. you know we didn't have to worry too much about um, you know about plants you know watering mm. them or whatever because we had sort of had things in pots and the neighbours nice. would come in and do that. Great. And Framlingham was like that. Yes. You know, so we um, we got to know the, the the guy that ran the Crown. Is it the Crown? I think um, in Framlingham. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and nice Yeah, that's, yeah, mm. you know the one. And uh, he was um, building a kind of a, a club, uh, converting one of the rooms, like the stables, I think it was, into okay. a... And he had some great ideas. Uh, he wanted to have a, a, like a jazz club there, so he talked mm -hmm. to us about... Perfect you know, guy. You, didn't, weren't you, you made for it, weren't you, mate? Yeah. Well, I didn't really want to be booking people. Oh, you know, I see. You don't want to run it. You want to play, I want yeah, to go and yeah. play there. So, so we did. And um, the Sheerans came. Mm -hmm. And Ed Sheeran was, I think, about 13 at that time. Yeah. And here's a funny thing for you, because he was quite famous in Framlingham. Oh, I he see. He was playing yeah, in a rock yeah. band at school. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people knew him. Oh, there's, there's uh, Edward. Because yeah. I was him as, I was thinking of him as Edward, not Ed. He was Edward. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there's Edward, you know, going by. He's the guy that plays in that school band, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they came to see me and, and Sally. We were just doing a, a duo. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, apparently he said to his mum and dad, God, he's the first guitar player I've ever seen that's better than me, better than himself. <laughs> that's, There's some arrogance, because yeah, I always no. thought everyone's a better guitar no. player than me. You're certainly a better harmonica <laughs> player than me, everybody. Well, wow. I thought, yeah, to he think that, nervous. you know, you're 13 and there's this guy that's like in his 50s, I think was about 52 or something, Yeah. you know, and he's the first one you'd seen that's, that's better than... You know, yeah, wow. so it got, it got quite a, a, an inflated sort of... Yeah, he uh, certainly had, opinion. my word. <laughs> but nice that someone came and took him down a peg or two. And nice to be, nice <laughs> yes. to be taken down as well because, and admit that you don't know things. And I think I do know a lot of yeah. young musicians that do already think that, they, that they've done enough practice, that they've done enough, you know, uh, musical education, that they know enough music yeah. theory, that they know nothing. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think I ever will. You never, ever, I don't never, think ever. I ever, ever no. know enough as no. much as I need to because the minute I think I know enough to learn one song, I hear another song or something else I want to learn yeah. that I'm not good enough to be able to play. And all the different genres. I mean, I, I've never played country music. You know? Have you not? No. That of course, what me. they play is, yeah. I mean, I haven't got a clue. Especially with the pedal you know? steel, with the, with the lap steel. Oh, oh yeah. No, be amazing for that. Oh, oh yeah, the, country yeah. is lovely. I love yeah, country, pedal steel yeah. is great, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's you just know. such a big sound. I don't think there's. I mean, I find the harmonica one of the most. One of the reasons I picked it a very expressive mm. instrument because you know it, the the wail that yeah. you put into it because it comes from just like a voice. Yeah, because it yeah. comes from your lungs, from your chest. And when I hear in country music that that slide come up. Mm. Like, they, and they do it at just yeah. the right place yeah. to bring the song up as well. It's, it it's sings. gorgeous. It absolutely it sings, does sing. doesn't it? Because you get yeah. that sustain on it as well. Yeah, it really does. So how did Ed then, but, uh, well, did he well, say, well, he's good, Dad, yeah. I want him to teach me the guitar? Well, he'd, he'd had a guitar teacher showing him a few licks, who mm. I knew, actually, I got to know. Uh, you know, again, because Framlingham's quite a small community. It's, it's a small you know, community, yeah. 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 And, and he, he told me, he said, I, he said, I just don't know what to do with him. Right. He said, I've kind of run out of ideas. Because okay. Ed had this um, insatiable appetite, mm. you know, for, for different stuff. His brain right. all the time. Yeah, I want to yeah, do yeah. this. I yeah, he's very eclectic, you know. You know yes. He's not my cup of tea, but I can no. appreciate that he is very, very good at what yeah. he does. Really good, you know, and the songwriting is saying to none. But yeah, for sure. So well, was... I helped him with some of his stuff. Did you? Um, are, yeah. you on, are you on the copyright yeah. for that? No. Oh, there's a thanks on one of his albums. You know, but, him uh, and copyright. You know, 
don't we? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not go there. Let's eh? not get sued as well. <laughs> but it was it was a challenge because um, yeah, I, he did. You know, his mum approached me. Could I go and you know give him some tuition? So yeah. I said okay. So uh, it was I could walk. You know, mm. and I got to know the Shirins very well because awesome. I, I, I taught Ed every single week for five years. Wow. And sometimes on a Sunday morning, his mum would say, "Could you come on Sunday morning for a That's couple a of hours?" That's a commitment for lessons. Five you know. years, you know. Yes. Years, yeah. yeah. So my guitar teacher would like to know. Um, what was Ed a natural student? Yeah, or, absolutely. Or was he hard work? Did he struggle oh, with it anything? Was, it was hard work, mm. um, but not in a um, not because he was struggling, mm. but because I'd got to keep thinking of new things. Oh, really? He was like a little sponge, huh? All the time. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, I did a thing where I. Um, replaced the uh, the fourth string I think on the <laughs> guitar for a plain thin mm. string and tuned it up an octave whoa so you had a kind of a pseudo um, 12 string sort of effect yeah yeah like, that sounds know. like some odd folk instruments that I've seen banjolelis and stuff like yeah that, all sorts of bits and pieces yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just read uh, on holiday for it I think it was I was just reading something Paul Kossoff from free years uh -huh. ago he used a 13. As a first string, I don't know what his second was, but he used to use a um, a oh a plain for the fourth. He used mm. a plain banjo string. Wow, this is uh, very nerdy guitar stuff. Like, yeah, it is. is very, yeah. I mean, a four. I, I can't imagine how that you know what it would be like. It's like just like wire, isn't it? It's like cheese wire. <laughs> but yeah, apparently used a fourth, really? a plain fourth string, the, to which he took from sound. a banjo. And, and, and tuned it up. Okay. So this was a kind of a similar thing, if you like. Yeah. But all the time. But why did you I, do this to then? Be... To get him out of his comfort zone to try and yeah, because he, him? because he wanted to know. It was also he got he bought some recording stuff, and it was mm. like, okay, what's a balanced line? You know. So and he got the perfect thing in you, that. hadn't he? Really. So yeah. you've got your sound engineering, yeah. your production, your From producer stuff, BBC and then training. your expert guitar playing as well. Yes. He'd struck gold, really, hadn't he, when he saw you playing that? Yeah, company, yeah, you know? and um, and I've been sort of recognised. For that's that, the main know, thing. In, that's in, great, in isn't it? Letters from his parents and, oh. and things, and, and a great mention in a book too. You know, and I yeah, think that, that would be here. worth. Yeah. Do you know what the royalties be down? That would be worth it for me. Yes, you know, just just yes. just some just some you know because I never I never really what I mean. I, I, yeah, I would, I'd like be lying if I didn't say I would like to be a rich man. But I never picked up my instrument and never played it because I wanted, thought I thought it would make me rich. Mm. I always played it because I loved playing the thing. I loved the noise it made. And um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, my my later ambition was I want people to say, "Boy, that that bloke can play." Yeah. You, see, you know. Yeah, and, and I, that's what I thought when I saw you. <laughs> yeah, bless yeah. you, mate. Thank yeah. you. Well, uh, that's job done for me, yes. and that really is, uh, you know, uh, especially from another musician of your caliber to go. Yeah, that guy can play. Well, and like, the same um, when I heard you, but me and jazz, Danny were like, you know, what is that guitar going on in there? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> that is insane. Which is why we had to talk to you yeah. afterwards, you know. But you know, it, yeah, you don't, you don't do it for the money, do you? Um, uh, <laughs> no, um, I certainly no, you don't. don't. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 um, I went to see um, um, Martin Drew mm. doing a Tubby Hayes. Um, sort of tribute if you like mm. and uh, and he, he was there were a lot of anecdotes about Scott about um, um, Ronnie Scott oh, okay and, yeah, and yeah. Ronnie Scott said there's some very in jokes for jazz oh yes that's limited audience for jazzers uh, yeah it was very interesting actually yeah, I didn't yeah. realize Ronnie Scott was a big gambler oh really uh, yeah but he was talking a club yeah, like that to bloody <laughs> well it wouldn't be yeah. wouldn't it <laughs> But one of the anecdotes, you know, he came up with, a, 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 or little jokes, if you like. Ronnie Scott said, how do you make a million from playing jazz? 
start with two million. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? it it's, How do I get to Carnegie you know, Hall practice? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, or turn left at the bottom of the street there, whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, going back to the sort of the, the fame thing, if you like, mm. uh, this, this album that we did with Wellington all those years ago, yeah. it got lost for like 40 years. Mm. And then Record Collector mm. found it in a collection in, in Nottingham, I think it was. Right. And they were, they were absolutely knocked out. So Record Collector's a magazine yep. um, that, yep. as it turns out, I used to work for a company that used to make it. We used to have the plate, we used to do the plate section, what they call the plate section. Yeah. It was a smaller format then. So we used to get the photographs of Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that yeah. to scan in. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd lost a slide of Jim Morrison once. They went absolutely oh. mental. <laughs> Record collector used to go absolutely. I used to make bromides up of these things. So used oh, to scan I know. Them and clean them up, and make bromides. So yeah. Record Collector is a magazine that you know. Yeah, I've seen go past my eyes. So they found this rare collection, rare record yeah, of you. They found the record, and mm. because I've got and my name was on it, because my name is so unusual. Sure. Um, he traced me through a place that I'd played. Well, he didn't Google you and get yeah. 10,000 images of... Um, <laughs> <Ed Sheeran. laughs> no, this would be, that would predate it. Uh, yes, it would. No, actually, it'd be about that same time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he rang me up, this guy, lovely bloke, yeah. and he said, can we come and interview you because we oh, found wow. this record and we'd like to actually, you know, release it, mm. which is what they did. They did a new cover. So this lovely bit of gatefold me. vinyl that you've got Yeah, there. Which, yeah. Is, which is wonderful. It's like. gorgeous. And do you know what? I remember when he came to interview me at home, he came up from London, mm. and we tracked down one of the other guys, and he went to interview him as well. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we got together after that, and, oh, uh, you know, nice. after 40-odd years. Wow. But, you know, when that went into Record Collect, which I've got there, you know, it's mm. in print, and... Um, <laughs> yeah, the Sex Pistols the album is on the back, yeah, being <laughs> advertised, yeah, yeah. But... I said to my wife, you know, I said, that, that's enough for me. I've been recognised. Yeah, yeah. If I did something 40 years ago and someone's mm. picked it up and said, wow, that's, we were well, knocked no out, bigger, blown no away. No one's doing that with my Nexus EP you know. from 1999, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you that You'll now. you never know, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll ever take a super fan or just, yeah, just record buffs. And I guess for them, you've almost made their, made their dream come true because as a record collector to... Because, yeah. I mean, they're, you're, they're building it again, aren't they? Yes, and, that's and right. And releasing the music to a new generation. Yes. And, you know, almost, yes. I, I kind of, we all, you know, as musicians, we're not always great for the payouts we get from our streams. But um, I follow a guy on YouTube, Rick Beato. I've mentioned him quite a few times in this podcast. But this is the great thing about Spotify. Although it might not be great for the, for the artists, what it does do is put that music in front of a whole new generation of people who would mm -hmm. never have heard it before. I mean, I remember when, they, when the CD started becoming popular they would re they were re-releasing you know Beatles albums mm. and uh, Rolling Stones albums before which I would have to hunt like mad through record shops or raid my parents or my friends parents record collection yeah and then all of a sudden I could get I could get walk into our price and get Beatles Abbey Road mm. which I never would have heard before no, so I do no. believe that the digital revenue had done the bit for that Yes, so that these yes. record collector guys are sort of pioneers of that kind of thing, aren't yeah. they? Especially for what it was. So is that available anywhere, streaming the Wellington uh, do album? You know, do you I know? think if you look online, it's still, I think, I, it? I think it's about 30 quid. It's a vinyl. It was well, like a limited gonna, edition. I'm going to put a little link you to know, that so. in the description oh, right. of this podcast, mate, when I put it out so that people yeah. can uh, can go and get it and have a listen because um, it'd be amazing. But I mean, to, to, you know, to have, I mean, here's the Ed Sheeran um, biography by mm. Sean Smith, who I've become, I've known now for about four or five years we're good friends we've yeah. got bird watching together you? you know he's a sunday Fantastic. times best-selling author yeah um, and you're bird watching and, too and we go walking and bird watching and, <laughs> but you know if you look at the back you'll see my name 
Uh, you know, and, and there I am featured on page 42 or whatever. You know exactly that's what enough. page it is. <laughs> that's, that's recognition it really f- is. for your art, isn't it? Really it really is, yes. And, and discretion. I've not sold myself. No. You know, because, mm. you know, there are a lot of people sort of selling out, you know, doing that kind of thing. And, well, they have a story you know, for to the tell, money. sell it to the paper. Yeah. A bit tacky, though, And I think really? a lot of people are in music now for the money. Yeah. You know, mm. they, um, I mean, I, I hear people saying, you know, Oh, I'm a musician, you know, I'm, I'm a guitarist. Mm. And they know two chords and, well, you know, they're mate, not guitarists, whole, they're not musicians. Well, there's a whole thing. I mean, like, Danny and I play original music, as, as you know, but um, when we present it to, we had one record company presented it to, it says, you need to get, you need to get the audience interested in the first 20 seconds. And the first 20 mm. seconds has to hit me, mm. has, has to make, has to, has to really pop. Mm-hmm. Or you've got two minutes to do a TikTok video. I mean... Really, do I have to? Mm. Why can't I play what I like? Why can't yeah. I, and if you like it, you can buy it. Yeah. And if you don't, then don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as it's good quality, I think. I think, yeah, like you say, if if you can't play, or it's full of mistakes, or it's you know, you know, make your mistakes live. Everybody does. Mm. But if you just can't play, if you just can't sing, mm. then you know, don't go home and practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was talking to Martin Booth. Who um, is a Luther, Luthier, mm-hmm. um, Sudbury way, nice. and um, uh, he really knows his stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's still, still, um, you know, working. Yeah. Um, he he designed Martin Taylor's Yamaha Ooh. guitar mm-hmm. uh, from about I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago, perhaps. Yeah. And he was telling me he has people coming into his workshop, uh, and they they'll have a guitar, mm-hmm. a Les Paul or something, and they'll say to him, you know, "Would you like to buy this?" Because uh, he sometimes, I think he does sometimes sell on a little bit guitars. of trading. Yeah, he might know if you people know. wants to buy a guitar. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. And he, and he, he was telling me, he said, I can't believe how many young people come in and they said, whereas you and I would sit in a bedroom and we'll be working this stuff oh, out. Yeah. They almost think, oh, you know, the guitar almost plays itself. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you buy an electric guitar and it's going to, you know. Mm. It's going to do it for you, sort well, of thing. what else do you know? And then they realise it doesn't. And well, what other skill it? do you know that takes 10,000 hours before yeah. you become proficient at it? Yeah. And like I say, I've been going, I've been going over my minor pentatonics because that's all I can sort of get my head around at the moment, and it's all my hands will do. The muscle memory hasn't gone in yet. So I mm. do between half an hour and an hour a day, and I've been doing that solidly since January. But I do remember with the harmonica, it was just hour after hour yeah. after hour when I was because I picked up when I was 11 and mm-hmm. my mum would be stood at the bottom of the stairs screaming mm-hmm. play something else will ya <laughs> my so, mum well, used to stand at the bottom of the stairs and she, she used to shout up stop that twanging <laughs> and I used to shout down I'm not twanging <laughs> I remember that distinctly but you, have to, you have to do it I really do yeah. and I don't think that I don't know whether I don't want to diss the younger generation. Mm. I don't want to diss them and say they can't be bothered. Mm. I just think you, until you get into it, you don't realise. No. I think we, no. and I think if we talk, if you, you told young me mm. at the top of the stairs or young you at the top <laughs> yeah. of the stairs, actually, mate, you're going to have to do that for three or four hours a day for the next twenty years before you even get how you want to play. <laughs> We'd probably go, yeah, more for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But for some reason, yeah. it, the hours flew by. Mm, I mean, they do, don't they? And, yeah. and I think, but it, as I got a bit better mm. and I discovered what it is I couldn't do, that's when the frustration uh, came in. And I mm. have thrown many a harmonica across the room, mm-hmm. you know, in, and or just been so angry yeah. that I cannot play this bit despite trying to play it yeah. so many times over and over again. And But it's kind of what it takes. And I'm really glad yeah. I did it. And I must be insane for trying it again now all over with the guitar, especially at yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I remember when I was, I don't know what, 
14 or something. We, d- we didn't have uh, central heating. <laughs> uh, would you believe? Uh, yes, I am that old. Uh, we didn't have central heating, so our bedrooms were bloody freezing. Yeah. And I used to sit, you know, with my guitar, yeah. uh, with a nose, you know, a little drip on the end of my nose, because it was You're so cold in the take bedroom. And burn it for, for fire or for the wood, you know. <laughs> there would be breath, you know, as you breathe out, you know, in the bedrooms. You know, frost on the inside of the window, never mind about the, you know, the outside. You know, half term in February, it always snowed, you know. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd be in my bedroom, you know, playing guitar, you yeah. know, and I'd, I'd, for hours in the cold, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, just so for the sake of playing. I mean, we yeah. used to have, I used to live in Yarmouth uh, and Southtown specifically, and our lessons yeah. were in Caister, which is three, four miles. Yeah. So I used to walk it. If I didn't have a bus fare, yeah. walk yeah. there for a harmonica lesson, have an hour and a half harmonica lesson, walk back. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, or, I, yeah. or steal a bus fare at my mum's purse. Yeah. Mum, I'm sorry, I'll pay back. <laughs> no, I used to do the same. When I lived in Leicestershire, I used to walk, a, we were about five miles from Leicester, <coughs> and I used to walk the five miles mm. to, to play with a soul band that mm. I was uh, playing with when I was 17. Wow. And, of course, you see, I'd, I'd, we'd, we'd rehearse. <laughs> there would be eight of us, eight-piece soul band, wow. in a little terraced house in, in Grassmere Street, near, which is uh, near where the football, the old Leicester City football, ground used to be yeah and um we would be re- rehearsing in the front room there eight piece up with saxes and drums and yeah. all the rest of it you know and of course invariably you know i'd miss the last bus and i used to have to you know walk home <laughs> yeah because you're too busy playing 17, the thing. Yeah. should play harmonica be easier to carry than yeah, that's true well i never saw my guitar because the guitar would always be on the van oh, okay. never saw my equipment oh, you know, right. i didn't have it when i was at home because right. it, it would be on the van oh, uh, that's where everything was like on the van and then okay. i'd just have to get to the gigs yeah. You know, because I knew uh, there was a harmonica, but Willie Nelson's harmonica player. I interviewed him, and um, he said he has a set of harmonica players at home for practicing, and then he's got a set that are in on the van uh, that are on, yeah. the, on the Arctic on the Willie Nelson tour, <laughs> so that he yeah. doesn't see. That no, someone absolutely. Just sets them up. No, that's right. Because <laughs> I didn't at the seventeen. Obviously, I didn't drive, so I, sure. you know, we just left the stuff on the van. Amazing. But the police would come knocking, you know, yeah. on, on on the door, um, and uh, they were they were seven black guys. All sort of late twenties and this me, soul band, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was wow. like, like a kid compared. And, yeah. Oh, they were into oh crikey, they were into all sorts of things, you know, <laughs> which uh, you know, distilling their own, you know, moonshine. Uh, they Brilliant. used to call it Sammy. Amazing, Sammy. Yeah, they great to, stuff. And, and they were into all sorts of things, but but they respected that I was, you know, so much younger than them. Yeah. So yeah. I saw a lot of life without actually sort of, you know, getting involved in drugs. And I things do find like that, that. I do you find know? that music does show you a lot. Like I wouldn't mm. have travelled after places I had if it wasn't for music, and met no. so many incredible people, just just like yourself, <laughs> just like yourself. So what's um? Yeah. I mean, I we're getting to the top of the hour, and I could yeah. literally. I mean, we talked solidly for the minute you walked in the door. <laughs> no, that's uh, so, right. So yeah. I mean, what's next for you musically then? Have you well, got another another little cruise ship lined up, or no, you I and do, Sally love, doing another album? I would album? love to do something like that. I don't yeah. know whether we will or not, because yeah. I, I had a bit of a dip earlier this year because I had COVID and after yeah, COVID I felt really that. quite low yeah. and um, and I just thought oh it's time to sort of you know I think when you retire mm. I retired about four years ago and um, you always think a phone's going to ring as a, you know something's going to come Gig's in gonna come up. well Does, it ain't not anymore it ain't no, you know, in this I'm day not, and age it you know, really doesn't you no. have to change venues know people know that and musicians I'm not, I'm not out there them. promoting myself sure, really, sure. you know but but I am anchoring after it now. I, mm. I would like to do something, and not necessarily. Well, I told you I know for the money. Ba- you know, I know a so double bass player. Yeah, that'd and be you're great quite welcome to, to you. Yeah. If I can be of any help with a recording facility, mate, please come in here and record yeah. whatever you want. But I will put you in touch with that double bass player because yes. he's incredible. Yeah, because I, I don't know that many low stuffed 
in well, a we position. We change that. We yeah, shall change so, that with this. Keith will put you in touch, and I'm so glad. I know that all you are of the musicians, way. but I haven't, um, you know, I haven't met. Do you get involved with the? Um, is it Steve Minot and the and the sort of um, jazz club and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I've never done that because um, um, because I think Steve's a, a guitarist, and he mm. often has, you know, um, other guitarists, and mm. um, I, it's something we've never. Never you know, we've not got round to doing, funnily yeah. enough. Of course, COVID's, you know... Yeah, yeah, all sort of still well. still sort of, you know, reeling and resetting from that, aren't we? Yeah, well, I really hope you do, Keith, because you're, from what I've heard, <laughs> you're oh. absolutely incredible. Oh, well, I, I, I don't know, I'm not a flashy... I'm not. A, I like to think not what, that I that's play not what music's about, though, is it? It's not what music's no. about. You know, we can't all be Eddie Van Halen. You know, I mean, we're not always going to play pyrotechnical yeah, riffs and right. stuff like that. But as as a musician of of you know experience, I, I can think tell. Is, yeah. I can tell that you know what you're playing is uh, is is. Uh, I think note choice is something yes. that they don't teach you. Yeah, and that's I think true. it's something that yeah, and not there are not many musicians things. have good note choice. Just no. like yeah, I hear it, and I heard it with you, and I've heard it with a number, a couple of others. There's a guy who play um, guitarist over over Galston called Zach, who plays with a band called Johanna right now, and his note choice mm -hmm. it just picks a note at the end of a solo, and you go, oh, yeah. I wouldn't have ended there. Yes. that's fantastic. Why did he choose that note? That's yeah. gorgeous. Or segue yeah. into a key change or something like that with a run that's just like so unusual. Yeah. And we go, ooh, there it is. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a tune, um, a song I can't think, um, what, it's an Eagles tune, I can't think what the title is right now, but there's just a little a little guitar lick mm. and it's just it's just perfection. Just enough it's, to it's take not it a into solo, the next bit. It's just a little bit that, and I always yeah. listen for that. Yeah. When that song comes out, oh, it's that song. And I listen for that little I like three notes. like lying eyes. city girl. And just, they have those little, little, just those little yeah. bits that don't interrupt because there's so many people I I, I, I know and know, especially in the blues, especially in harmonicas, mm -hmm. who will just play all over the, play all yeah, over the vocal, play all yes. the melody, overplay. Yeah, and there's just a right. little touch there that you can do. It's just enough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's that there's holding back. Yes. I've got a little project, which I'm doing tomorrow, actually, mm -hmm. which is with um, poetry. So I'm doing ah, a, little, okay. a little thing with poetry. So, so what are you playing? So guitar beyond some yeah, spoken word? Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So I've sort of composed, if you like, yeah. the, the pieces to, to accompany that. Uh, and I'm going to play something in between, a little solo piece in, yeah. in between as well. And um, Well, can I... I mean, this is really cheeky, and please tell me to bugger off with it. But <laughs> I've never asked anyone, we never play music on these podcasts... But I'm very tempted to ask you to play a little, a little tiny bit on my guitar there you know, to close the show. I think if I'd have brought my yeah, no worries, nylon yeah, yeah, fair uh, enough. Uh, I probably would have, yeah, probably would have done. But no, I, I get it. That that's a that's a low grade, um, and yeah, with electric well, strings on it probably <laughs> as well. Mate, yeah, that's fair enough. No, but lovely. Um, still, thank you so much for coming over, Keith. It's been absolutely amazing, and uh, I really hope to uh, see you again soon, buddy. But yeah. we're going to call it there. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Cheers, Paul. mate.